the bowl game is on the horizon, and this just in some schools have all them players heading for the exits. It's you don't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. Turns out Georgia does not have that problem. We got a lot of guys playing the game. We have some not playing. We're going to talk about those who are opted in, opted out, transfer portal news, because there is a massive, I mean, massive upgrade that has happened in the portal news Mm. next on Locked on Bulldogs. You are Locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Lockdown Bulldogs. I'm Daniel. He is Clint. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Thank you, FanDuel. Love them. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, Christmas week, but Christmas is in the rear view. New Year's is coming up, which means bowl games of consequence. Coming up most notably this Saturday, Georgia takes on Florida State. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into our preview today. We're going to finish up our preview tomorrow, actually give you predictions and thoughts about what what's going to happen in the game. Um, but before we get into any of that, Clint teased it in the open. Uh, big transfer portal news. We've obviously Ooh. talked about we've talked about ETN. We've talked about the offensive weapons, wide receiver out of Miami, wide receiver out of Wake Forest. But Georgia does get a defensive addition in the transfer portal. And is it did it fly under the radar a little bit, Clint? Is it a little bit... Is it a little hushed the news, and and would it be on the radar? Should it be under anyone's radar? This news? No, this news is we were talking about the defensive line as well as edge being two sources of abject importance for the Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart's defense, Glenn Schumann, and it turns out we have a veteran SEC big body presence that's coming on down to Athens. So it shouldn't go under the radar. It did go under the radar. I think ETN, Florida to Georgia, that storyline uh, was was probably taking up a lot of attention. But uh, Xavier McLeod comes on over from South Carolina and Daniel. Mm-hmm. This is a massive get in the portal. I dare say. I love ETN's probably the best skill that we got. The wide receiver guys fill a void in big body 50-50 red zone balls. That's true, but this is the most important transfer portal get so far this season, Daniel, for Georgia. 65285 um defensive lineman uh played at South Carolina, former four-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, only played the one year at South Carolina. So he's got a lot of football left. And, you know, he's a defensive lineman. You 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 can't you're not gonna be able to pull stats on this guy. You're not gonna be able to but he is a very talented, strong, physical SEC defensive lineman. Um, and you just look at the schools that were in on him coming out of high school, and you, you know, it's it it's a is a significant list. Uh, Michigan wanted him. LSU wanted him. A and M wanted him. Like these are like this was a this was a legitimate dude coming out of high school, and now for him to come on over to Athens, as we said, 
in probably the biggest position of need for the Georgia football team this offseason. I think it's a massive get for Kirby. I don't think Kirby is done on the no. defensive line in terms no. of transfer portal additions. It's not what um, we are hearing. Maybe just put a pin in that because this transfer portal window is about to open again. And you're about to see a lot more guys, I think, roll through it. Look for um, the edge. Look maybe to the edge. Look to the edge. Look to that defensive end position. Big physical guy mm. playing that Nolan Smith type of role. Ooh. I think you're going to see that. But but Xavier McLeod already in the fold. Big get for Kirby Smart. Um, and yeah, what do you make of the the early signs of the defensive line? heading into next year, Clint, is we said position of need. Um, where do you where do you see this group kind of shaping up as we head into next year? We saw a bunch of guys that performed very, not just admirably, but had flashes. This is, I think, what was so frustrating this last year is we were used to every down consistent elite play. We saw elite play in short spurts is there zach out a stack house uh, christian miller a number of other guys were able to showcase to us to prove to us that their ceiling is very high however the floor was at times basement level and at times had just our our face pushed in on us the cloud coming in i think gives us that floor rises up a hefty amount instantaneously allows the younger guys to come in I, I, I don't mind saying uh, easily so far, because we have guys returning as well as McLeod coming in, uh, this unit is already better than last year's, Daniel. It, so absolutely. a big concern. Look, the Alabama game is the only game that I care about, really, really focusing on the defense, getting our face pushed in. Today, we have better players because they're more experienced. They're coming back. They have another offseason, another weight room, another film study, another conditioning program. And McLeod, who is in veteran presence in there, to make the defensive interior defensive line stout. And, and I feel very confident that our linebackers are going to reap the benefits of this mm. extremely well. And are very yeah. athletic at times, a point of contact, the point of shedding a block, getting off a block. Very not great, if I can mm -hmm. use just, just the kindest language I could. Yep. Now they have a, a, a guy who is in the SEC knows what it's like to eat up blocks and pressure to collapse a pocket from the interior. We're already better Daniel than where we were last year. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think this guy coming in, I think Jordan Hall having another year yep. under his belt. I think Ingram Dawkins is coming back. That was another announcement that we heard last week. I think you get a guy like Michael Williams and saying he's coming back on the edge. I think there's spots all across this defensive front that, um, yeah, you're losing some guys like Stackhouse, like Brenson, but I think overall the defensive line has a chance to to improve. All right, let's talk about some guys that are opting out of this bowl game. Let's talk about some guys that are opting into this bowl game and what it means for the Orange Bowl against Florida State, and we'll do that coming up right after this. First one is about game time. Game time. Download the app today. Gametime.co. Visit the uh, use promo code locked on college for $20 off 
Because Daniel, I've used Game Time. We love Game Time. It's the app that you we love can them. use. I mean, we would not. Where would we have been, Daniel, without Game Time? Somewhere wandering around, Just posted Athens. up in a hotel room, not going to a game. That's exactly right. You need last minute tickets for any game. Game Time is the place to go right now. Concerts, basketball play, SEC play is coming into action. If you need tickets to that, get on over there. GameTime.co. Download the app. Super easy easy, super convenient, straight to your wallet in your iPhone or your Android device online. It is simple. It is cake. We did the algorithm of matrices and found out that game time is in fact the best as it pertains to fees and cost cheapest tickets, last minute tickets. And right now get $20 off. Use promo code locked on college, $20 off game time. Download the game time app today. All right, Glenn, let's jump in to the bowl game. Yes. It's it's Orange Bowl time. It is, it is. Florida State time. And um, let's start with the – I'm not going to call it bad news. I'm no. not going to call it bad news. I'm going to call it understandable news. news. I'm going to call it information that is true. And that is Amarius Mims – Brock Bowers, not with the team, not going to participate in the Orange Bowl, opting out of this game. And Clint, I would love for you to speak to the good people listening to this podcast. And just everyone, if I could just implore you, listen carefully to what he's going to say. And if you disagree in any way, shape, or form, feel free to forego the comment section completely. And unsubscribe forever. Yeah. To yes. Yes. Hundred percent. This look. I, Brock Bowers and Marius Mims not with the team. They played in championship games to the level of excellence that required of their position and got us two rings that we wouldn't have had. They were integral. In those back-to-back national championship runs, as well as this year making an impact all the way throughout. Brock Bowers came back after what seemed to be two finals tests after a surgery. Turns out that he, that he had the surgery, he came back for finals, and then he played a game, I think, within a span of 36 hours. I can't, that's not factually correct, but it can't it confirm or deny it. Amarius Mims dipped his toe in the portal, went out there in the world and said, there's nothing better in all the land than Georgia and what I could get developed. He came back. Mm. They were integral. They did their time. They played injured. They gutted through injury. They showed the NFL what they were able to do. And if you as a Georgia fan, and this is what I'm going to be crystal clear, just the most clear I could ever be in my entire life. Please if you listen. as a Georgia fan believe they owe you anything, you are a pompous, arrogant moron who doesn't understand humanity. These two men do not owe you anything. Literally nothing is owed to you as a fan of Georgia. They played in the highest level against the best competition and did so through injury through every game. And now as they are banged up and injured and don't have to play for it, and are going to secure a bag. And by the way, talk about Georgia program to every other recruit as they get drafted and play in the league. 
Do you understand what that does for the brand of Georgia and Kirby Smart and your team? So if you're thinking to yourself, man, what a cop-out. Didn't even travel with the team. What kind of problem is that? Stop this second and unsubscribe from this podcast because that vibe, that energy is not where we are full supporters of Brock Bowers and full supporters of Amarius Mims. And there is no one on planet Earth and you and your pea brain mind that wants to denigrate these two amazing guys, the best tight end and one of the best right tackles. I'll say it. One of the best right tackles that we've had at Georgia, not not the best, but one of the top five. You have zero right to talk about them at all. And we fully support Maris Mims, Brock Bowers, go get you some. And we're locked on Bulldogs completely behind you. It's the it's the idea that you would be something from these kids that have that everything for the university. As you said, Clint bled and sweated and um and given themselves year in and year out for the program. And the idea that you would be upset with them for doing something that's right for them when when both these guys played hurt all year for your team um is is absolutely ridiculous it's an awful look for georgia fans and if you're that kind of georgia fan don't just unsubscribe from this podcast unsubscribe from the from the university of georgia because the institution doesn't need you you're a bad you're bad look for the fan base and so go away and take the Mike Bobo haters with you. Like these all, all I of you rent a van you. together and just drive off. Florida, um, I hear, has a lot of openings for fans of people who criticize, who have no skill or experience or understanding of football mm-hmm. and want to criticize everybody. Billy that's Napier right. is your coach. This is that's where that's where you want to be. Um uh, so Brock Bowers. And Amarius Mims out, not playing in this bowl game. It is significant news for the University of Georgia. But more significant to me, and I think to all Georgia fans, is not who's opting out of playing in this bowl game. It's who's opting in to playing in this bowl game. And so... I'm just going to let you know, we're going to move into segment three. Segment three is for the 199. And so if you're mm. part of the 199, we welcome you back. Um, If you've got a tinfoil hat, maybe you bust it out for segment three. Because now is the time when we begin to speculate wildly about some things that we know very little about. And so if that intrigues you, come back. And join us for that. But first, I want to talk about FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. FanDuel is the official sports book of Locked On Podcasts and Locked On Bulldogs. Daniel and I love them. We love betting on college sports. We love betting on bowl games. And there's a ton to be excited about. Uh, and if you didn't understand that Oklahoma State was going to run rickshaw over everybody from AM, that's they had on you. 33 players opt out of the bowl game texas a&m did so if you didn't bet on the pokes we can't help you can't help you FanDuel is where you go to get that sports book action and right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet bet the dogs to beat the abject tar out of florida state with five bucks and you get 150 bucks in bonus bets right to your we'll account tell you why as 100 if your team wins which they will if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than now 
app is easy to use. They got spreads, player props, overrunners, and more. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Keep the NFL season going. Fanduel official partner of the NFL. People are so in, Daniel. People in. are really playing in this bowl game. So we know, let's start with this. We know Carson Beck is playing because yeah. he's not going anywhere. He's already announced that he's coming back to the University of Georgia can next we just, year. Can and we that, just let that wash the, over us more? The only reason I started with that is it's not a notable opt-in, but it's just something we should all revisit as a Georgia fan. The fact yes. that our all-SEC quarterback – uh-huh. Our our potential first round draft pick, potential, listen to me, mm-hmm. potential number one overall draft pick, yep. Carson Beck, is coming back to the University of Georgia for another season, and he is loaded to the gills with weapons with which he has to throw the football. Um, don't think that these transfer portal pickups didn't have anything to do with Carson Beck coming back, by the way. So that's if you're going to be upset about Dylan Riola, then sure. you can be excited about guys that are choosing to come because Carson Beck is here. So Carson Beck is playing in this bowl game. Meanwhile, Florida State is starting. Well, they're not starting Jordan Travis, which is a which is a damn shame. It, it honestly is. I would love to see all the Jordan best Travis to Jordan play. Travis. Yes, I love that kid. Yes. Um, I hope I hope he makes a ton of money in the NFL. Nobody got a more raw deal this year than him. Um, it's also not Tate Rodemaker because he's in that portal. Wow, they have been just taking gut punches after gut punches. So we're down. Punches. We're down the we're down the depth chart in terms of QBs starting for Florida State. But it's not just Carson Beck that's that's playing in this bowl game for the University of Georgia. <clears throat> we got guys like Kamari Laster. He's playing in the bowl game. Did you expect Kamari Laster to play in this bowl game, Clint? If you were to give me $100 and say I had to bet he plays or not, and you gave me juice on either end, I'm saying he's opting out and he's not playing. Turns out Kamari Laster said, screw you, Clint. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'll take your money. How about Javon Bullard, Clint? Do you think Javon Bullard was going to play in this bowl game, Clint? I was thrilled to see he is playing now this is where the tin we're going to get to the tinfoil hat but let's just for the sake of just the orange bowl javon bullard playing mm-hmm. in this game is massive for this game how about tyke smith did you think tyke smith was going to play in this game and these yet, three gentlemen you're, i had you're no here. concept and yet they're all here and yet they're all here michael williams announced he's coming back so of course he's playing in this game yep there's it's I think it's those three guys in the secondary, the most notable opt-ins to me of the bowl game. Am I right? Do you have any others? Do you have any other like those are the most notable and most important ones? No, those those are it. So now we get to the now we get to the tinfoil hat segment. Yes, please. Are we looking at a situation where these three guys are playing in a bowl game because they love their teammates? They love the University of Georgia. Yep. They're not injured. And they just want to finish things the right way and go out on a win. They don't want to go out on a loss. They want to go out on a win. They want to win, you know, a, a, the Orange Bowl for a second time. And um, and so they're going to play in the game. And then they're going to ride off into the sunset and they're going to leave and all is well. This or, is, uh-huh. 
What's option two, Daniel? Or are we looking at a situation where these three guys are saying to themselves, we may not have announced anything yet, but this is not our last game at the University of Georgia. This is our last game this year at the University of Georgia. But we may just go, we may just run it back one more time. See, and this is what's really wild. Now, you and I, um, notable haters of NFL GMs because they're all morons and they love themselves. Flashy, eye-popping numbers like mm-hmm. the how much length is measured. I've never seen hand size mean so much to a person other than a 12-year-old junior high boy. Like, like yeah. it means so much to them. It means so much. How many inches? A lot of, of similarities height. between an NFL GM and a 12-year-old junior high boy. A lot the of Venn diagram, one big circle. Um, mm-hmm. Jalen Carter, the fall from being what ought to be the first non-quarterback taken. Okay. We, we mm-hmm. knew that because NFL GMs. Now, if you so we only concern ourselves with their opinion, not because they're right or because they know football. They don't, and they're not right. We concern ourselves because it therefore it, it affects the decision making process of Javon Bullard, of Tyke Smith, of Kamari Lasseter. And if you look right now where the, the mocks have Kamari Lasseter going, Daniel, you and I believe he is a first round grade high value lockdown corner. That's where we have him. Okay. Right now. Yep. No, no way you could, in my mind, you could convince me otherwise. I, you, whatever. If you told me, I was picking late in the first round. So I'm already a playoff team, Super Bowl contending yeah. team, and I have the ability picking to lock the low down. low 20s. Yeah. Low, um, I, I don't think twice. I already have it written, and I and I have the card, and it goes straight to the podium. That's what I'm thinking. Give me. But that's not what the mock drafts and news have Kamari Lasseter going right now, Daniel. That's... It's interesting. It's significant to some. So we think they're wrong. We think they're idiots. But if Kamari Lasseter wants paid, if you're telling me he can come back for a year and maybe it's the draft class, maybe it's how it's shaken out with needs of teams and maybe it's projection and maybe it's smoke and mirrors and maybe he just needs to go out and show out the combine. I don't know. But if you can go ahead and say you get one more year, Kamari, and then you can guarantee yourself a top 15 pick. You show out again, you get a couple more picks, you get a couple more plays, and you get shot. Bullard, same thing. Javon Bullard has, has, is not in the first round. Tyke Smith's not in the first round. They're probably not in the first half of the second round right now. They're probably late second, early third right now, draft grade-wise. And as they're hearing from people, if they get to show out in this game and then come back and make some coin next year, Daniel, my tinfoil hat is saying to myself, there is a higher chance than I would have ever thought possible. By higher chance, I mean right now coin flip. I'm I'm thinking a coin flip, which, which is if I were to tell you that those three, if I say you get a 50, 50 shot with these three, that they're going to come back, you would take that. Which means you're going to get one or two of them. Probably. Correct. My tinfoil house telling me that they're looking at draft grades and they're thinking themselves, we might have to come back for another year. if We want that first guaranteed contract money. I think there's more to it than that. I think, the other side of that equation is we spent so much time this offseason talking about people doing people on this team doing something that never been done before, the three P, right? Yeah. Going back to back to back. Never been done in this, you know, in modern college football. Minnesota does not count. Stop talking to me about them. 
Well, you you know what else has never been done? A, a college football player that has three ranks of any kind, just three championships in, in their career. So you tell me that you've got Javon Bullard and Kamari Lasseter and these guys still have an opportunity to do that. Correct. I, I think there's, I think that loss to Alabama does more for some, there are some people for which that loss to Alabama is more of a motivating factor to come back. I think Carson Beck, for example, is chasing what he considers to be his first championship. And so he's motivated by that entirely. I think there could be a chance that some of these guys, they don't want to go out with that taste in their mouth. And I don't think the orange bowl is going to do anything for him no. in that, in that capacity. And so you're telling me, yeah, I, it would be insanely significant for Georgia to get some of these guys back. Oh, by the way, Cedric Van Prant also playing in this bowl game. We didn't talk about him. I'm sorry. What's this man doing playing in this bowl game? I, What's he? If you want to talk about a guy that shouldn't be at all, he has solidified himself as one of the top three interior linemen, regardless of position, interior lineman, center and guard in the entire draft. He What's he's he won championship. He he doesn't have rings to go chase, and yet this man out here with his boys. This is this he dude. Just, this dude is a damn good dog if I've ever seen one. We're going to talk about the the contrast between these two teams heading into this bowl game tomorrow on the pod. And let me just preview it for you. It could not be more stark, this contrast. Um, uh, join us tomorrow. We'll have a full preview of the Orange Bowl, Locked on Bulldogs podcast, your team every day, and we'll see you guys then. See you.